I'm Michael, here with my cousin Eric, and this is Lebish. Welcome to the Lebish Podcast, where we discuss what it's like to be Lebanese-ish American. We will discuss everything from our obsessions with hummus to the struggles of knowing your place in the Dubki line. Mm. So sit back, sakhtan yalla, let's get started. It's a hard one to know. Where is your place? Just know your place. <laughs> also, I think saying Lebanese-ish is getting easier for me. <laughs> you know? E-ish. We have yet to talk about it, maybe on another podcast, not today, because it's not yeah. on the agenda. That's right. But the scale of what we define as lebish, perhaps we should provide some context to what we're talking about here on this here podcast. Mm, yes, a guide. A guide to being lebish. I was really enunciating there. Sounded great. Really picking you up on the computer. Whenever I hear that rhythm, we've mm-hmm. talked about this. Whenever I hear that rhythm, there's something that happens in my body that's really nice, mm. like a joyous yeah. moment. No, okay. I feel it. That's the last we'll talk about that. <coughs> so today on the podcast, it's been we've got a while. A couple, yeah. It's been a while since we've done this. So. Eric, is that what you look like now? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, times man. have changed eric's been through a little rough patch folks he's he had a flood in his house that's uh, right we had a freeze here in oklahoma a few weeks ago and he had a bursted pipe and ultimately as we know through bureaucracy and red tape this has been an ongoing process yeah i think i'm finally going to get floor soon so that's going to be exciting and it actually flows in really well with our first topic of the day which right. is Lebanese people always seem to have some really big work in progress. Yes. And w- whether that be like a new business that they've been trying to build or build out for years or or you name it, a car that sits in their front driveway or always, there's always something that's unfinished. Yes. A room unfinished, a project in the garage, uh, something like that, right? I mean... <clears throat> I feel like your parents' bathroom was under remodel for a while. Very I know unfinished. mine has. Mom and dad have had an unfinished <laughs> bathroom for probably about 10 years. So, you it, know. And you know, this is really on brand. Update. It's on brand because whenever you go to Lebanon, there's all these buildings that are in various states of repair. And you're just asking the question like, what's what's going on? Like, who's in charge of this? Why isn't this done? Why is this not built yet? Why is it? I mean, the frame is built out, yeah. like light fixtures are in, but none of the exterior walls are. Oh my like, God. What, what, I thought the exterior walls were the first thing you do. It's amazing how long those buildings can just sit windowless, doorless, and just get rained on for so long. <laughs> I don't know how that works. So this this uh, reminds me of a story that, that happened not too long ago. Um, I went to go visit a local Lebanese um, business. It's Ash Cigar Bar, owned by Omar Khoury. Wonderful, uh, wonderful place. Beautiful cigars. And while I was there next door, his um, another Lebanese guy in our community, Joe Mandalek, who's a restaurateur in town, is building this wonderful Lebanese themed restaurant he's going to have like saj bread uh makers like in the front window so you know how you go to those mexican restaurants and they're they're making uh tortillas in front of you yes similar love it but this time it's saj this time it's the real tortilla 
the original tortilla. We'll, we'll cover this also in a later podcast. For the record, folks, the taco was Lebanese. Yeah. Uh, introduced by uh, Lebanese people to the Hispanic culture. This is covered in, what is it, Ugly Delicious? The, uh, I have no idea. It's a Netflix show, <clears throat> and the guy who owns Mama Fuko talks about it. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we basically invented the taco and the burrito with the shawarma, you know? That's right. Like a like the panini-wrapped shawarma, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where it's all squished down and beautiful. So everything's derivative from Lebanon, Phoenicia. Yeah, we're kind Levantine. of... It's coming back from last episode or two episodes ago, whenever that was. <laughs> Just a running theme. It's a running theme that we invented everything and everyone else is not as good, so... So there's that. So the Mesopotamians, we win, generally <clears throat> we won. speaking. That's right. So you did you go to the you went to Ash? Went to Ash. You went next did you go next door to see the building yet? No. Can you guess why? Because it wasn't ready. It's not ready. <laughs> so talking to Omar, he's like, you know, I don't know what Joe's doing. Like one day it's this, the next day it's that. Yeah. And that is so reminiscent of every Lebanese person on planet Earth. Hey, what's uh what's going on with um your garden out front? Oh, you know, I thought that one day I wanted these plants, but yeah, they're not they're not local, so I was not able. So then I don't know. Man, we could have a whole episode on a Lebanese garden too. <laughs> Just nana like oh, everyone's trying to plant a fig tree always. You always try and plant uh, wada arish. There's, you know, there are no weeds in Lebanon. It's just, it's just, it's just nana. Yeah, exactly. It's, just, it's just mint. Mint is the weed of Lebanon. <laughs> it grows everywhere. It is hard. I mean, I've, I was, uh, I was out at, you know, AB Bay Youth, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. Good friend of mine, and he. Uh, oh, in, not mine. T- well, good friend of ours, I should say. <laughs> Do you know him? AB Bay Youth. <laughs> good, good friend of. I think most of North America. Yeah. The guy knows everybody. Yeah. Uh, as uh, any Lebanese man should. But he was telling me how, you know, how difficult it is to his mom planted. He in, he inherited his, his parents' house. Or I think he may have even bought it from them. But his mom had like mint garden mm. upon mint garden. And he was like, man, this is very difficult <laughs> to get rid of. He's like, can I plant something other than mint? Because it's taking over my whole yard. It's like mint, bamboo, and poison ivy. You just yeah, can't get rid of can't them. Can't get rid of them. <laughs> mint, poison ivy, bamboo, and a mother-in-law. And a mother-in-law. Got him. Got him. Just kidding. Love you moms out there. You don't have a mother-in-law. Uh, not yet. You just have a mother outlaw. It's true. Hey, dad jokes somebody. are permissible today, apparently, on my bitch, so here we go. <laughs> uh, every, so always a work in progress. Always a work in progress. That, that restaurant is going to be sweet. What's it called? That work in progress. Oh. <laughs> no, that's the name. Oh, it's called work. Work in progress. Work. Welcome. <laughs> you can see them working progressively, <laughs> dude. I'm excited for that. Like, I hope there's a little window. You know, Ted's Escondidos. Yeah, right. We have a little local restaurant here in Oklahoma called Ted's, and you can walk up to the window where they're making the tortillas, and they'll just toss you one out. You know? Oh yeah, hot frisbee and spicy. style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's frisbee style. Delish. Oh, you can just stand there and wave at them and they're like, you want the tortilla? And I say yes, every time. Every time. You're like, wow, yeah, free appetizers. It's delish. So I hope we can do that with Saj. But don't you have to like let Saj cool a little bit? I don't know if you can. No. You can just take it ready fresh to off the... Yeah. Wow. Because it's so thin that it's, I mean, it's ready to go. You instantly have to like vacuum seal them though, right? 
uh, for freshness, right? Well, I mean, or bag them. That's true. They just they harden up so quickly. Yeah, Maru really only has about thirty two hours before it just goes bad, right? And about thirty two seconds before it starts crisping up, <laughs> and, and, and then <laughs> depending on humidity, depending. <clears throat> so always a work in progress. Yep. Especially when it comes to like, if you ever talk to anybody about a business, mm-hmm. like this is this is a an exact replica of a conversation about a Lebanese business. Yeah. Oh, uh, Omar. Awesome. I love your business. It's beautiful here. Yes. Yes. Thank you. But, and then you're like, oh my God. But you know, we, ha- we have yet to do these, 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 and those things. Mm. Well, well, why can't you just be excited about the fact that I complimented you? That's because their work it's never good enough, Michael. You know, it's it like, is never good enough. You're you've you've got a. This isn't the final product. Don't judge my business off of this because I still have got more coming. You know what I mean? That's how I see it. <laughs> because I, I do the same thing. The Lebanese mind is the equivalent of a really messy desk, yeah. but in the center of that desk is like this perfectly orchestrated design. That's true. And you're like, well, I guess if you understand it. I don't, I don't certainly don't understand it. It, we, you know, it is amazing how neat and tidy most Middle Easterners are in general. Like Mm -hmm. mom always was saying, you know, and I think all cities say this, but if someone comes over to your house, right, you, they'll notice if it's messy, but they'll never notice that it's clean. Um, and it's true, Mm. but I do notice that all these houses are clean. I'm like, God bless. There's this, every square inch of this has been bleached. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I've got a caveat to this. Okay, tell me. Okay, because the reality is, sure, the house might be well-kept, et cetera, et cetera. However, there is a direct correlation between how much of a teta you are and how many used Kleenexes you have around you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or just held in your hand at any moment in time. At any moment in time. It's like a, a teta is not found without Kleenex. So true. A <laughs> tissue of sorts. And they ga- they gather it in. Like they're like they're collecting gold <laughs> that's spilt out from a purse around them. They're like, give me my Kleenex. Which also has Kleenexes in them. The purse. <laughs> oh my God. The mini Kleenex. The purse is sponsored by Kleenex. By Kleenex. <laughs> there is guaranteed anywhere you look... Car console, Kleenex, purse, Kleenex, Kleenex. It, bra. There's probably some Kleenexes in there. You know, they got to keep them hidden somewhere. So in like certain like of the smaller cafes in Lebanon, they have that little box next to you mm. that's supposed to be your napkins. Mm-hmm. It's like a Kleenex box. Yeah. You know, that next to the the brie, which is that little uh, pour spout that you drink water from, which we can talk about at a later time, is a phenomenal um, way to spread COVID. <laughs> 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 great way to be disgusting a common poor spout i remember first going there i was like why well, i don't know how to do this and then i learned i learned how to swallow water that's being poured from two feet above me it's the way the gods intended it michael ambrosia it's like from waterfall from the fall of the water yeah, uh, but it is you know it is we can make it a little better you know <laughs> it's filtered <laughs> it's filtered you know, a lot of Middle Easterners don't use actual napkins. And maybe that's an American phenomenon. I'm not sure. but You mean a lebish phenomenon? It, yes. They use tissues, you know, mm. instead of napkins. No, let me assure you. Tetas in Lebanon, it's like food 
shelter, tissues. That's their Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Food, shelter, tissues. <laughs> Psychological safety and tissues. <laughs> oh, I love it. Just, uh, that's a good city trait. We need to make an episode of city traits as well, I think. That's to come. You mean, here's a taster, and pun intended, mm. a city trait is when she like makes you a bite of food that she's somehow like expertly wrapped between her fingers, and she's holding it as if she's giving you the sign of the cross, the yes. orthodox sign of the cross, yes. and then she just shoves it in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a city trait. What are those called? The little, like, um, oh, shoot. It's like a... It's like how we make our little a little sandwich bite. You know what I'm talking about? Like mm. basically you get a piece of, of bread of some sort and then you put maybe, who knows, hummus in it or maybe you can put some lebna in it and then you put maybe a meat or rice in it and then you wrap it up and you put it in your mouth. Yeah. That's called something. It's like a bite of something. I don't know. That's a good question. I'll think about I'll that. I'll just call it maza. Yeah, basically. But like that specific bite is called like, you know, a something. See, to me, that specific bite yeah. is the word chud. Which in Arabic means just take it, just take it. Yeah. So when basically when Teta would like make those types of bites, she'd say "chod" mm. or "kol," eat, and I'm like, for so that's that's my that's my correlation. Those bites are "chod" and "kol." I love it. <laughs> I'm gonna start saying that to my nephew. Chod. Just start shoving things chod. in a, his mouth. He does love hummus, so I'll make him lots of hummus bites. Mm. Oh, speaking of hummus, this brings us to our, uh, what I believe to be the last thing we'll talk about today. Even uh, though we got like 15 minutes, don't oh, we? Oh, never mind. Yeah. Oh, we've got a few more things to talk about. We do. Uh, hummus. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Two things you never talk to a Lebanese woman about. Mm. The first, you never compare her food to anything. The second... You never talk to her about Lebanon. <laughs> I just, yeah. You never compare her food with other food or to anything? To anything. Okay. To anything. She will take offense at the slightest offense. At the slightest perception of offense. There was a story I heard recently. It's this uh, Lebanese guy I was talking with over the phone and we were having a chat about this. And he goes to this local Lebanese restaurant in Houston, uh, and he eats. He takes a bite out of the hummus they made at this Houston restaurant, and he goes, "Oh my gosh, mom, this is the best hummus I've ever had." Oops. <laughs> so he he's been in the doghouse. He's just been like, "Oh no!" Since oh no, since she still won't let him live him down, right? Because that's that's Lebanese guilt at its finest, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. So she's been making him hummus every single day. He's like, is it still? Is it, is How about it? this one? Chod. <laughs> Kol. Yeah, you can't say that kind of stuff. Just shove, you can't. No. You can't. You just have to be like, not as good as yours. That's that's always the answer. About as good as yours? Not as. Oh, okay. Not as good as okay. yours. Okay. My, no, yeah. my blood pressure just elevated when you said about. <laughs> I saw a single sweat come down your about head. About as good as yours? <laughs> that's, that, that's warfare. Eh, it's about as good. Maybe better. <laughs> if you ever said it's better. So there was one time my dad and mom went to this. It was like a, one of those hole in the wall restaurants here in town called Virginia's. Mm. And dad had been going there because it was near where he was working. And apparently she made a homemade 
uh, coconut cream pie. And one time for lunch, dad and mom went to this place and dad was like, Nina, you got to try this homemade coconut cream pie. It's incredible. Okay. We, heard, we heard this story after the fact. And mom was talking about this, this woman, Virginia, and her coconut cream pie as enemy of the state, number one. We were actually at one point concerned for Virginia's life. We're like, dad, you should stop saying this for Virginia's sake. Hezbollah has got her in the sights. This is not good for her health and safety. Because when, I mean, it's still, it's still an Asa today. My goodness. You know, Virginia is a pretty common name for for the uh, first gen lebs. So, was she white? She yeah she oh yeah she was right white. Oh, okay. She she was ripping camel originals out back. Oh yeah, <laughs> camel originals. Yeah, filterless. Well, I guess that makes her Lebanese. Kinda yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. I I mean, you. I, what do you say? You know how do you how do you how do you even say something is good? How do you diplomatically step your way yeah. out of that hole? Well, that's fair. You can't. Well, but how, how do you say something's good without getting yourself into that hole? Like, let, okay, so you're you're asking what if what you're eating is in fact really good? Yep. But you want to acknowledge that yet not offend your mm-hmm. mother who's yes. in earshot always. Yep. So you know how you, we think the NSA is always listening into our conversations? Right. Somehow moms, Lebanese moms and tetas listen in. More than the NSA. I think the NSA was modeled on Lebanese women. I think so, probably. I think we started the NSA basically before the NSA. Yeah. We it's did it first. Nasrallah, Samir, and Amir. That's the <laughs> NSA. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. You have to just say, this is, yours is a 10, but this is a 9. And I want you to see how it can be done commercially without your touch <laughs> because if it had your touch it would be better oh my gosh you can't dude you can't, you can't do that, that. Work. The, you're done just don't even you can't even say anything silence is your best weapon mm-hmm. you just say huh that's why middle eastern men make so many little like noises because <laughs> if they actually say something <laughs> you know it's gonna just go the wrong way eh, eh. Eh. La. that's my favorite one that one's always disappointment it could but the the single is mm. like not now not yeah now. that's true it's a wait wait little one or even just the pinched fingers up in the air Amel, Amel, Amelak. We just wait. Just hold that. Hold on. The amount of times I got flashed the fingers, like the pinched fingers in the air yeah. when my parents were on the phone, countless. Because as a kid, all I wanted to do was interrupt. Yeah. That was, Listen to me. I was built to be interrupted, to be an interrupter. So when you go to a restaurant with your mom, oh, yeah. Okay. Do you just say anything? This is okay. This is how dad, this is how dad diplomatically did it, as yep. far as I can tell. Okay. He said, Well, how would you rate your meal? And each person would go around and just rate the meal objectively in that setting, hmm. not, not comparatively. Obviously, it is comparatively, but it's inviting that pieces, those pieces of information without incurring the, the Lebanese woman wrath. 
So it's like, how are you thinking about this meal now? But obviously you have previous experiences that are guiding this thought, but let's not bring those up in this conversation. This is scientific, Tata. Yeah. Or mom. Mom. This is science. This is science. This has nothing to do with anything else. We're actually just, it was, oh, it was the first Yelp. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. We're, you're saying we invented Yelp, Michael. Yeah. So Yelp is actually uh, Yasrallah yes. Elias. <laughs> What's L? Leth. Leth or Leila. Yeah. And P. Um, uh, well, there's no P. Bulos. Bulos. Yeah. <laughs> it's Yelp. There's no P. I can't even think of a P. There's got to be a Pierre because we're French. Sure. We'll do Pierre. Pierre. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Let me pull up the Lebanese of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, do you have one today? I, I have one, but it's going to take me a second because I, I forgot to pull it up prior. So I'll give you the background. Okay. Um, Molly was, so my fiance Molly was studying for her boards for medical uh, to, to, to be a, a full attending physician out of residency. <clears throat> and she started mentioning this syndrome she has to learn called the Krigler. And this is how she pronounced it. And look, this is not Molly's fault. This is how it was actually stated to her as she learned this particular disease. The Krigler Najjar syndrome. And I heard her say this out loud and I was like, Molly, what did you just say? She says the Krigler Najjar. I said, Najjar? Are you meaning? Oh man, I went, I went full, full lebish on this one. I was like, are you meaning Najjar? She's like, uh, Najjar. We pulled it up on this little app she has in order to pronounce it correctly. Yeah. And the Siri like voice was saying Najjar. Mm. I was like, well, I can't fault you for that, but let's look up who discovered this particular syndrome. <laughs> and here, ladies and gentlemen, I have our Lebanese of the day. His name is Victor Assad Najjar was a Lebanese-born American pediatrician and microbiologist at the Johns Hopkins Hospital, Vanderbilt University, and Tufts University. Najjar is known for the Krigler-Najjar syndrome. So he figured he he found this disease or syndrome, I'm sorry. Yeah. with some Krigler, some guy named Krigler. So I Weird I said name. I said Molly, let's look up Najjar. I will I will bet my life on the fact that he's Lebanese. Hmm. So she pulls up Wikipedia and the first thing it says is Lebanese born pediatrician. Beautiful. I started celebrating as if I had won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Ask Molly. I'm running around the house like, I knew it. I knew I've it. I've done it. I've done it. You you found the syndrome just then. <laughs> you were the founder. Oh man. That's amazing. You know he was also the one that was like Najar goes last. <laughs> He's like, it's not going to be Najar Krigler. It's it's like, look, look, I want this to be for you, mm-hmm. but ultimately I want my name to be the remembered <laughs> name. And it is Najar. <laughs> and Krigler is not name. Hre- it's Hregler. Hregler is how you pronounce. It's Lebanese. <laughs> so what's the syndrome? Uh, that's a great question. Way above my pay grade. Okay. Um, I encourage everyone to use the interwebs to discover a little bit more about our heritage because the reality is this particular syndrome was discovered by a Lebanese person. Folks, 
find solace and knowledge in knowing that we are pretty well, pretty well documented, smart people. You can just say that we're the the ultimate race. Oh yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> You're right. I'll put explicit on this episode. <laughs> uh, Good thing we don't have any sponsors. I felt very fortunate. Us. I think, <laughs> yeah. We uh, sorry sponsors out there. Sorry about that, sponsors. Uh, so I feel you know I, you feel fortunate. Yeah, it feels like you're on the winning team, right? When you find yes. out that someone from uh, your neck of the woods is is contributing to the greater body of knowledge in these meaningful ways, you're, you're thinking to yourself, dude, this is a great feeling, and that's how yeah. I felt. We've we've looked at a lot of uh, medical uh, folks yeah. that have that have done things um, that are Lebanese, and it's it's just not a surprise, I guess. At this you know, point, it's not a surprise. I'm like, of course, doctor, lawyer, you know, banker, go down the line of, you know, yeah. Lebanese profession, um, which I'm surprised there's not more Lebanese politicians. I mean, Nader, obviously. No, the, there's a, a Masid in Senate. Oh, is there? Yeah. Huh. He's, uh, oh gosh, he's he's not, he's an appointed position. Okay. And he's been on CNN, MSNBC quite wow. a few times. Nice. Yeah. I'll Google him. Yeah. We should talk about our 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 uncle, our general. Yeah. So Iron Mike Massad, yeah. who is... We could do a whole episode uh, on yeah, him, probably. We could do a whole episode. Or, you know, my own uncle, Tony, who was a senator here in Oklahoma. That's true. Goes on, so forth, so on. Yeah, uh, you're right. But this, uh, this brings us up to... A, uh, another topic to discuss, which is in, and this was on the agenda. It's in regards to the idea that you said it better. I can't remember it. You said the, I used to be able to, I used to be able That's to. It. Whenever you talk to like, let's say you're doing something yeah, uh, that is physically strenuous as a young kid yeah. and your uncle walks over and he, and he just starts talking about his history unprovoked, right? He's just contributing to your He's just adding to whatever you're doing. Yeah, you're kicking a soccer ball. Yeah, he's like, you know, when I was younger, I used to be able to. I was soccer star. And then I hurt myself. I couldn't do it anymore. They tried to get me back. <laughs> it's always how they were going to be the best at it too. The best. you know, And they believe it like within their fibers yes. that they were actually going to do it. Yeah. I can't, I don't know if that's like them trying to amp you up as a kid and be like, if my ammo can do it, I can do it, you know? It, it's a derivative of no one can do it better than me. Mm. But this is sort of the, like, you're going out to pasture version. Yeah. It's not my fault version. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not my fault. I, I used to be able to, when I was younger, I drank, uh, I drank 16 eggs a day because I am the strongest in my town. I could lift entire car one hand. And you find this out well after the fact, and you're looking at the individual as they stand in front yeah. of you today with a little bit of a kush, <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, cool, sure. sure. I just saw you put down, you know, 400 yubrits. <laughs> and the qualifications for their for their uh, award are very minuscule. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, a great example is in Wichita, there's a, a lady named Mimi Joaquim. Yeah. And... I found out that I guess Mimi Joaquim was Miss Lebanon, okay, in wow. like 1980 something. Had no idea. Right, had no idea. But then when you start like peeling away the layers of what that actually means, yeah. it's it starts to turn into I'm Miss Lebanon of the Northern Region. Mm. 
Oh, I miss Lebanon of the northern region near Tripoli. Oh, I'm, I miss Lebanon of this obscure town in which one other person competed. <laughs> and and I was Miss Lebanon. That's what it ends there up it being. Is. Yeah. Well, you cut off all the extra fat. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was a small town, but I was still, it said Miss Lebanon on there. So that, that's the story today, right? Yeah. I miss Lebanon. It's like my, my dad, I don't know if you ever knew this, but hmm. before dad went to medical school, he weighed the options of actually pursuing a career in baseball. Apparently he was like a very ex- excellent baseball player. Wow. And so the story, as I heard it as a young kid and dad was much older, he would say, yeah, I, uh, I had the option of going pro in baseball. Okay, dad. At the time, you're like, whoa, dad, that's awesome. You know, you're, I used to be able yeah. to. You're seven years old and you're telling your friends, yeah, my dad was going to go pro, right? Yeah. But then here, what really happened? But then when you start peeling it back, right, this is 1950, uh, you're like, okay, what does that mean to go pro? Yeah. What? Wh- well, first of all. It's just vague enough. It's just vague enough. So ultimately what you find out is I used to be able to. So what did he, did he, was he almost there? He was like, he was one of the most sought after recruits oh, okay. in the state, I guess. Okay. But the state of Oklahoma only had like 20 people at the time. Ah. So ultimately as you dig into it, it ends up being sort of a thing where he's grand, but on a small scale. It's the, you know, I was first place out of one. <laughs> it's sort of a thing. I was the fastest, uh, I was the fastest donkey the fastest donkey that's it i used to be able to this has been fun that was a good one uh born in born in grandiose obscure grandiose obscure grandiose raised in america this is levish this levish has been sponsored by miss lebanon and also the pros and the restaurant that we don't know the name of that's yet to be built but it's gonna open soon ash we go there sometime I, i guess i need to go there you've been Let's go. Let's go. Let's go right now. Well, we can go later tonight. I'm I'm in. It's right next to our houses, so. Let's do it. Let's do it. Wait, what do you mean right next to the houses? That's close, right? Ash is downtown. Oh, it's a downtown. But it's right next to where the event is tonight. Mm, perfect. Perfect. Perfect.